Algiers really been running well, and Algiers has some room to the outside. Algiers headed to the end zone, and did he get the pile on? He did. Touchdown, BYU. On the ground, driving for the end zone, and stopped short. No, I thought he was stopped short, but the official comes in and signals touchdown. Rapini Katoa just kept churning and pushing. Have a look. look at his leg drive, and then he extends the ball right before the knee touches. As McChesney dances into the end zone, and BYU continues to pour it on. It's time to kick off your Cougar preview show. We're live here at Tim Daly Nissan in Murray, 4500 South State Street. And remember, nine of these models, brand new models, uh, that includes your Rogue, that includes your Altima, Titan, Armada, uh, Murano, Sentra. You can get those bad boys for 0% financing for up to 72 months. So let's roll. Come on down here, hang out with us, and uh, let's get you squared away. But... Hands, uh, not a game to preview for this Saturday. Army's on the horizon. We'll talk more about that, but as we look back on the beatdown at Navy, a game that, frankly, was just um, nothing we could have possibly thought was going to happen like that. Do you need me to go through my players of the game list again? Uh, sure. Let me pull out the uh, roster. So, <laughs> so I tend to um, nominate players of the game. I've... I've done this now for a few years. Uh, what I'll do is I go back, I do my film review. And by the way, uh, all the film review I did is up on the 1280 The Zone website. Johnny Lightfoot has put that up and got it all blogged. It's under Hans Film Work, I think, on the uh, webpage. Film, film Study. Hans Film Study on the webpage. So go to 1280thezone.com. You'll see Hans Film Study, and you can watch through whatever it is, seven or eight videos and you can see why and how BYU dominated Navy the way they did. But I'd like to come out of these games and film review, and when I'm watching the film, typically there's two, maybe three guys that really jump out to me that I have to nominate for you know players of the game. But these were the players of the game coming out of the BYU-Navy film review. I'll go quickly. Clark Barrington, Brady Christensen, Zach Daw, Bracken L. Bakery, Keenan Ellis, James Impey, Chandon Herring, Tristan Hodge, Lapini Katoa, Isaiah Kafusi, Keenan Peely, Gunnar Romney, Pepe Tanavosa, Kairos Tonga, Max Tooley, Troy Warner, Peyton Wilgar, Zach Wilson, and Dax Milne. Those are your players of the game. Those are your players of the game. Every one of them needed to be nominated, needed to be called out and talked about because all of them were very influential, stood out like a sore thumb, made big plays, had great moments. I was really impressed with Peyton Wilgar's ability to duck under blocks and, and get penetration on that Navy front. He was causing problems on the option handoffs. Um, all the linebackers did a great job of shucking and shedding blocks. They, they defeated blocks across the board. Navy just could not sustain a block on a linebacker, period. Couldn't. In fact, I can't remember back to one sustained block where a linebacker got hung up and the option got off the edge because a linebacker was held up. And I, I can't remember seeing it through my film review. So great job to Keenan Peely and, and guys like Wilgar and guys like Max Tooley and the other linebackers. 
Um, as far as the defensive front was concerned, really, you've, you've got the, the four starters, but I kind of went with the three. I thought that Daw did a great job, and I thought that Albacri did a great job of holding the edge and not getting pushed on double teams. So it was great, Scotty. Everybody did their job. And that's, frankly, all you can hope for is, especially when you're playing a team like Navy, when you're playing defensively, you just you got you just got to do your job. Just got to do your job. And everybody did their job and did it at a high level. And I thought Kairos Tonga set those linebackers up beautifully too. He, to he be did. Able to flow and do their job. He really did. Um, okay, so it's getting more and more difficult to remember back what it's what's it been 20, 20 years since I played Air Force now. But you know, you go back to that time when you're playing that offense or your defense and you're playing against that offense, you know, I may never forget the emotions and the feelings of that game in particular. You get almost irritated but bored when you're a defensive tackle. Whether you're playing a zero technique or a plus minus off the zero or you're playing a one through three, the inside shoulder of the guard to the head up to the outside shoulder of the guard just to – kind of give you the, the visuals of, of where I played. I'd either play off the tilt on a center. Uh, I'd play head up the center, which is zero. The inside shade of the guard, head up the guard, which is a two, or outside shade of the guard, the three. That, those are the positions that I would have played against Air Force. You get bored. You get sick and tired of getting cut. Nobody's actually running to you. You have to tackle a flare every single time or at least try to tackle a flare every single time and he, he has the ends up with the ball twice in a game the flare is the uh, the dive right is the dive yeah, yeah the the, 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 uh, the exactly the dive off the triple and so you tackle him and tackle him and tackle him and, and then he might look, realize he doesn't have the ball you're like oh, I just did all that for nothing well the thing that sucks is when he does finally get the ball the the one or two dives that he does get the ball they they block it different. Typically, they slam the tackle down on you, and yeah. it's the one time that the tackle hits you, and then you feel the tackle pressure, and then the dive comes right off the tackle's butt. But you, you start getting really bored. So what happens is you're like, well, I'm going to go play the game. I'm going to go have some fun. I'm going to go have some fun. So you go to play the game, reading into your instincts, and the next thing you know, you're on the sideline, and Ken Schmidt is asking you, why you're so dumb and telling you he doesn't hate you. He hates your mom and dad for having you. That was not a fun conversation. <laughs> you know, he said heart, you got heart the size of a pea. Yeah. He would attack my brain as well, but I do remember when he shamed my parents for having me. It was tough. It's like, I, Hey, Ken, they're good people. And I, I brought you chocolates from my mom. She's super nice. I can promise you, I can assure you, it's not my mom and dad's fault that I fired across the formation and decided to do my own stimming and stunting. I can assure you. But that's what happens. You just get so sick of it. And you're like, and, and to the point that you just made with Kairos, Kairos didn't do it. Kairos just sat there. Typically, in his, he was either in the zero or plus minus techniques. He just sat there. Shucked the, shucked the, uh, the cuts, locked up with the center, held the point of attack. And to that guy's point that came on with us, the, I think he was the color analyst, yeah, on-air color analyst. And he said, you know, a big interior defender is what kills us. And that's what Kairos did. And that's what he's going to do against Army. 
And so Kairos absolutely needed a lot of, of praise there. And by the way, um, these are the kind of performances where you're a, you're a space eater. You're a disciplined space eater that's going to that's gonna get him noticed by the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, an NFL scout isn't going to look at that and be like, wow, he's all over the place. An NFL scout's going to look at that and say, all right, we understand what he had to do here. Beat multiple double teams. Didn't get outside of his game plan. Uh, it was as was as crisp in the first snap of the third quarter as he was the first snap of the first quarter. That's the other yeah. thing. Now they they rotated Kyrus pretty well. I, I thought they did a pretty good job with Kyrus's rotation and and getting him off the field and getting him a break. But Kyrus did great, man. I thought he did well, and I think that's. Uh, a lot of what we've been hoping to see from him, I thought you saw in that Navy game. Um, being smart, being disciplined, uh, continuing the uh, um, continuing assignments. I mean, it was just it was smart play by him. Uh, Mark joins us once again as we're live here at Tim Daly Nissan Murray. By the way, strong shoe game today. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I you saw like those, those things coming across the hall. They keep me safe while I'm jogging at night. I think when the uh, I, if there's a power outage here, I think those things could light up the store. Yeah, this is it's it's a sickness I have. It's I have many 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 shoes. I'll tell you what we could do, man. We could lay you down on your back in the in the uh, out at an airport, and you could do the bicycles, and it would bring those airplanes. Oh, uh, totally. They would uh, they could fly right over me and land perfectly safe. Those things are bright and beautiful. Mm-hmm. I do yeah. like them. They're I like them a lot. You. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. let's talk about the fact uh, forever warranty. Uh, as long as you own one of these Nissans and a high, high level of the used vehicles as well, that sucker is going to be covered for as long as you own it for as many miles as you put on that. I mean, wouldn't you like that on a pair of shoes, a forever warranty? You, you wear go. these out. They're your favorite shoes. You just take them in. They give you a brand new one. Almost the same thing with our forever warranty. Uh, the nice thing about it is they last forever. So drive it. Put as many miles as you want to on it. It's not limited by miles, not limited by age. So long as you own it, you've got a powertrain warranty, and we include that on every new and used car you buy. The other element to this, too, is 0% financing. For 72 months on nine new Nissan models. We're talking Titan trucks, Frontiers, Armadas, Muranos, Pathfinders, Rogue Sport, Kicks, and you got 60 uh, months, 0% on the Rogue. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. insane. Those Rogues, you have a hard time keeping those in stock? I mean, it's just amazing how quickly those things We're go. really grateful that, that uh, Nissan knows how to just make them. Yeah. <laughs> like, they they've got, they've got a type. They, like, they, they know yeah. how to make those. And, and that's why it's America's number one selling vehicle. Uh, you, one, we've always got them on hand. And two, everybody loves them. I mean, if you go up against a competition. Our all-wheel drive, the comfort in the seats, the, the capability in the storage, it's unmatched. Uh, in fact, I drive a Murano right now, and I'm thinking when, oh, I, nice car. when I'm ready to flip that thing around, I, you know, I just don't need, I don't know if I need something like that. I probably will go to the Rogue. You know, I've, I, I love my Rogues. I've had two of them, and I love them. They're yeah. great. Yeah. I do you, love that you Murano. You will love it. I yeah. do love that Murano. That Mur- Dude, that's a sweet ride. I mean, talk about nice. The seats in those yeah. things, ugh. So comfortable. It, it really is. And that's the thing. You can find – that's the great thing about Nissan with the wide variety of vehicles. Oh. You can find what's going to fit you 
and what you need that vehicle to do at that time in your life. Yeah, I mean, from four foot two to six foot nine. We yeah. <laughs> well, I think we can get some seven footers in here. We got trucks. <laughs> how much money does how much money does that zero percent interest save you over that period? Of time? Oh my gosh! If you're looking at like a Titan or a Frontier or a Murano, whoa, oh thousands. We're, we're talking thousands of dollars because if you think about it, interest rates have creeped up on you. You're 4.9 for a 72-month loan at a credit union. So that's almost 5%. You tack that on, uh, amortized, you're talking three, $4,000. That's huge savings. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and, and your payments are just going to be awesome. Yeah, just, it's so easy to figure a payment. Yep. Just take what that is, add, add your tax title license, divide it by 72. Bang, there's your payment. There you go. Well, we appreciate you coming by. This has been this is awesome. We love being down here. We'll be down here until about two o'clock. Uh, but the savings continue on. Take advantage of that zero percent financing and the forever warranty. Tim Daly, Nissan Murray, right here at uh, forty five hundred South State Street, ninety seven five twelve eighty. The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Joined now by David Nixon, BYU TV football analyst. DJ, what's going on? 55 to 3 is going on, David. I think this might be the most complete game of Kalani Satake's era. All three facets of the game, offense, defense, and special teams. And so it's fun to watch, especially the first game of the year, because everyone always has question marks on their first game. You hear reports coming out of like fall camp that they're looking great. Certain guys are sticking out. Things are starting to gel. But you still have that question mark in the back of your head that are these reports true or not? Are they going to come out and lay an egg? And sure enough, they uh, showed out. So it's fun to watch. It's definitely fun to watch. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Ninety-seven five twelve eighty, the zone and the zone sports network. Hans and Scotty. Um, we uh, Jake Hatch just uh, jumped, uh, just hopped on during the break and was uh, reminding you of the BYU Washington game. It's the twenty-one year anniversary of uh, of that game, where uh, it was a was it Federick to Chris Hale, Val Hale's kid. For the uh, touch for the winning touchdown late in that game, yeah, typical BYU bullcrap. They remember all the offensive stuff. That game had nothing to do with the offense. Let me guess, that's probably the highlights that are out there too. Isn't it? it was one in the trenches. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, it does appear that BYU was trailing when they got that last touchdown. That doesn't matter. Okay, Scotty. All right, sorry. <laughs> You know, you could go back to all the greats, McMahon, Young, uh, especially Bosco. They'd be nothing without that BYU defense. They had some good defenses back then. Yeah, they had great ones. But everybody wants to put the highlights up of these quarterbacks throwing a football. Uh, you guys were up against uh, Marcus Tuiasosopo. Yeah, who was the uh, quarterback would go on and have a, uh, as many people do, a very disappointing career with the Raiders. 
Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. They ruined his career. Um, they tried to come out and option attack us. And somebody had given our defensive coordinator a little bit of tip on that. And so we were ready for the option attack, and they came pretty hard and heavy. We moved them off of it by the second half, but we had a blast out there. That was a really fun game, and it was payback because I want to say at that point, Scotty, I had lost to Washington twice already in my career. I think, I, I think we'd lost to them in 96 when I was a redshirt freshman, and then I think I lost to them the first year I was on the field as a, as a, as a redshirt freshman. Yeah. And I think they came into Lavelle Edwards Stadium and beat us. So that, that game was payback for the years of losing to them. It was 28-27. Washington was leading by one when Federick hit Chris Hell. Actually, hell of a throw here by Federick. Yeah, it was the one throw he did well. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't remember. I didn't remember uh, – I honestly did not remember Federick having that type of athleticism. But look at this. Tries to roll right, rolls left, throws across his body. A uh, minute and a half left. Oh, look at that pocket. Only a little bit of pressure. <laughs> That's a nice throw. Yeah, I think you're going to see Carlos jump up here and celebrate here in just about – what is Nuno? Three, two, oh, there's Nuno. There you go. Yep. There's our big tight end. <laughs> I'm glad Carlos could get in the picture. Hey, Carlos was probably blocking, or did he run a, did he run a uh, some type of drag route on that? Play? Uh, do not know. Well, I'm sure he was more important than Federick. <laughs> uh, I can't, I cannot find any defensive highlights here, though. No, I really liked Kevin Federick. I like that whole team. We had a we had a blast that year. I think we won the Mount West Conference that year. In ninety nine? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think uh I think I got a championship ring for ninety nine. Nice. I don't know. It's in my box of championship rings. That would have been your junior year, right? That would have been my junior year. Yeah. It's in my box uh, of championship rings. <laughs> I'll I'll sift through them. See if I can find it. Don't even know where I keep that old box. Might be under my state championship wrestling ring. Singlet. Right next to the singlet. <laughs> right next to my American flag shorts. That hasn't, been, that hasn't seen a washer since 1992. <laughs> in fact, the, the, the rings are actually wrapped in the singlet to keep them safe. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, we did. I'm pretty sure we won the Mount West Conference that year. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was a fun game. You were telling me you and uh, Chris Hoke beat up on Tui Asasopo pretty good. We did, man. We, we had a beautiful scheme. Ken Schmidt is an uh, underrated defensive mind. He was our defensive coordinator at BYU for a lot of years, and I, I can't tell you how much respect I have for Ken Schmidt. That guy was um, a great mind. He was a verbal motivator. Um, he, would, he would fight you. If you went against our defense, he would fight you. It didn't matter if you're Norm Chow, who there was an epic battle on a practice field between him and Norm Chow. Oh, really? One of the funniest things I've ever seen. I need to let Will Snowden tell the story. If, if Will remembers it, he'll probably be able to tell the story better. But let's just say somebody ended up yelling, I've got some lunch money, and if you feel like a tough guy, come over and try to take it. And, and it, it just lit the whole place on fire. It was awesome. But – Man, I love Ken Schmidt, and I love that defense that we played with. That year was incredible. 
you know, we still had Byron Frisch who was playing off the end. Hoke and I were starting in the middle. We had a great second string that would come in a rotation. Um, I'm trying to remember our offensive line was was really solid that year. That was basically the same offensive line that um, nearly went undefeated in 2001. Yeah. They, they were all yeah. young that oh, year. Oh, really? And, and progressed. But that's crazy. That's 21 years ago. I feel like I've blinked. Just like that. 21 years ago. It's, I don't know, man. It's just a little sick to your stomach to think that. I mean, I remember watching this game. Um, and uh, uh, it's just, I, I'm still in college. I mean, you're, you're in college. I mean, it just, it just feels weird that this does that long ago. Trias Sopo, I think, had an okay college career, didn't he? He ended up with a pretty good college career. Yeah, I mean, he played in the league for a little bit. It was Brock Heward that took us to task. And then when I was with the Colts, they brought Brock in. Brock came in for like a one-year stop with us or something. And I remember telling Brock that I didn't like him then and I still don't like him today. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to talk about individual performances on the offensive side. And uh, obviously BYU defensively was so great holding uh, Navy to just three points. And those were a late, a late field goal for them to get on the board. But what I thought was really interesting, though, is did you see enough in that game that was obviously dominated by the offensive line and, frankly, the running game? Mm-hmm. Uh, or do you, did you see enough out of, um, out of the Zach. quarterback Zach. To, to fill to the point where you're like, all right, he's where he needs to be? Yeah, I did. 100% I did. Saw, I, I saw just the right amount of versatility in throws. You remember you saw that gadgetry throwback to Katoa? Yep. You saw the streak that actually hit, I think it was Romney, in the stomach on stride. He, he dropped it. It was really good coverage, but it was, it was a nice throw. Uh, I saw enough zip on cross patterns to feel like he's, he's got the push in that shoulder. Um, I felt like he moved out of the pocket when he wanted to off play action well. You you didn't see him have to scramble at all, but you know that his scrambability is there. In fact, if if you were to uh, drug the defensive coordinating staff for the University of Utah and ask them what their biggest fear was when they would play against Zach Wilson, it's Zach's ability to move out of the pocket and gain yardage with his feet. The one year that BYU had a chance to beat Utah, I think Zach – Wilson had, what did he have, like close to 100 yards rushing, didn't he, out of the pocket? And they almost went to a base form rush just to keep him in the pocket. So you know that that skill set is there if you ever need it. Um, I saw everything. So I have all the tools, make the right decisions, um, make the right, uh, take the right pressures on the throws to believe that he's definitely suited to play the remaining seven-game schedule that BYU has. Hans and Scotty, 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, I need you to do a film review on this one on the air real quick. What you're looking at? I found, I found a play I think you'll like. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk option here on this play. All right. Look at who's barreling down and knocks down Tui Sopo. Oh, man. Who was that? Was that me on the backside? That was you, 72 on the backside, yeah. Oh. Oh, I, oh, hold on oh where'd it go? I went, I went back too far. How, here did, we you, go. how did you find this game? Oh, that's I went. Dang it! Hold on. 
Is this on the computer? Yeah. No, like, is it on the... It's uh, on YouTube, The yeah. World Wide Web? Here you go. Blocked, shed that block. Bam! Knock him down. Oh, nice. Well, that's pretty. Yeah. Good on Hulk and me. Yeah, we had a fun game, man. That was a, that was a great game. Man, I need to play more half a man there. <laughs> getting, getting too caught up on the one. I'll have to go back and watch that. Yeah, you- See, look at Hulk. Hulk was causing all kinds of problems. Who's getting the double team, me or Hulk? Usually Hulk ended up with the double team. Now I got the double team there. Good um, that was Those were good years, Scotty. Good years. Good win for BYU there. All right. Hans and Scotty here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone, live here at Tim Daly Nissan in Murray. Come down. Uh, these cars are priced to move, and you get 0% financing. Win-win. Come down. Check it out. 4500 South State Street right here on The Zone Sports Network. Let's go. The Big Show. It's a big deal. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Gordon tries to tell us he's not vain while driving around in his Maserati. If you want to prove to us that you are not vain, go put a bumper sticker on the nice car. It's got to be San Bernardino, question mark. You know, how you hanging on? Where are you? I'm in uh, San Bernardino right now. My suggestion is I used to have a bigger motor, but I lost it in the Chesapeake Bay. I had a Johnson on the back of the boat, and my Johnson fell off. Adam says two words for Gordon's bumper sticker, Heisman Schmeisman. <laughs> Steve Shaw tweets in, my humility made me put this on you. <laughs> Don't you know who I am? <laughs> I'm Gordon Monson. Our listeners are pretty darn close. This The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard Cougar Preview Show, continuing on right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. It is uh, recapping BYU's victory against Navy in blowout fashion, and then looking ahead weekend after. This is where it's going to be a problem, I think, for BYU to play with some level of consistency when you're playing a week, taking a week and a half off, and then uh, playing three straight, and then taking two weeks off. That's going to be difficult. Yeah, this coaching staff is going to have to kind of manage that on the fly. And it's also going to be weird because... Army's got another game inside of that span. So Army's going to have some consistency and some flow. I also think that Army's going to realize this week that they're not as good as a 42 nothing blowout over Middle Tennessee. But they, I think they'll also probably get a win. Uh, who was it that they were playing? Uh, you mentioned it yesterday. It was a Louisiana school, wasn't it? That, uh, Ar- that yeah. Army was going to be playing? Yeah, like a Louisiana Monroe, something like that. Yeah, some, some middle-of-the-pack lower end team. So I'd imagine Army comes into that game 2-0 and against BYU. Also, you know, the environment's going to be different in this game. If you go back and watch Army Middle Tennessee, they had a lot of cadets in the stands. Yeah. You know, the stands were pretty packed with those Army cadets, and they were pretty rowdy, and it's, it's a much more intimidating, much different environment than a complete empty stadium that they had in Navy. Um, but those coaches have a lot on their hands to manage, Scotty, to managing the time of guys. Because, you know, if you treat it like a bye week, well, then guys are getting extra time on their hands to go out and go to a party that has COVID. Yeah, you know, that's a great point. So they've got, 
they've really got to manage these BYU players' time and make sure that they're not out there messing up and then them having to forfeit against the Army in a week and four days or whatever yeah, we are now. a week from Saturday. A week and five days, yeah. Uh, we can't talk a little bit about the exposure. I mean, BYU had ESPN's number one team doing that game on Saturday night or Monday night, and then uh, they're going to be on, I believe, ABC on network TV for the Army game on uh, on a week from Saturday. Yeah, beautiful exposure. And to think of what they did with their first week of exposure, and now you've got an opportunity on, on a bigger scale to to make some waves. Army is going to be – Army and Houston will be your last two chances to really make the push to show that 8-0 against this schedule is spectacular. Because that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to make this 8-0 look like the best 8-0 you possibly can with a bunch of mediocre teams. And the only way you can do that is by getting yourself a 35-7 to or a 42-13 to type victory over Army. Yeah. That's, you, you have to do that. So if I'm Kalani, even though Kenny Matalolo is my very good friend and we grew up in the same area, I'm saying to Ken, hey, no offense, but I'm going to have to put 55 on you if I can put 55 on you. I'm saying to whoever's coaching Army, hey, no offense, but if I can throw over the top and you can't cover it, and I could score 60 on you, I'm going to score 60 on you because this is kind of a weird circumstance we're all in. And I'd like to make it as far as I can on an 8-0 with this, this type of schedule. Yeah. And if that means embarrassing you, I've got to do it. I have to embarrass you. I've got, I have to make some type of splash on ABC or some type of splash on ESPN. Got to do it. Sorry. But, uh, but we're going to run it up on you if we can. Yeah, because – you know, we don't have a, on the schedule, we don't have a Georgia or a Wisconsin or an Oklahoma or a Utah or a USC to try to make to try to plead our case. We've got a bunch of teams that we need to blow out. That's what we have. So we're going to have to do that. Going to have to look for style points if you want to increase that opportunity to play for something really meaningful at the end of the year. Even then, I don't know if you can. No, I don't think so either. Nope. Uh, Ty's hanging out with us. We're live here at Tim Daly, Nissan in Murray. Ty, how you doing, man? Hey, Ty. Uh, hey, I'm doing good. All right, so let's talk about uh, some of the deals you got going on right now. Uh, 0% financing, up to 72 months, and that's on nine models. That's, that's, that's incredible. It is on nine models, which is probably the most Nissan's had in their lineup for that long 0% uh, that I can remember. So uh, definitely something to take advantage be, of. Because, you know, it, there's a lot of people like, well, you know, 0%, but it's the Titan, and that might be a little bit out of my price range. Well, you can go get an Altima for 0%. Yeah, also the Frontier, Rogue Sport, there you go. Uh, Kicks, which is an inexpensive model like the Sentra. So lots to choose from in that 0%. I love the, uh, the fact 0% on that Rogue, and I know you sell a bunch of those. And, hey, winter's coming. You want that all-wheel drive. That's right. Get ready for winter. It's going to be a big one this year. They say that every year, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but eventually they're going to be right. Well, I'll tell you what. The way this year's gone. <laughs> yeah. Probably. It might be right? under this snow. This might be the year where we, we get bombed with snow. Uh, and, and the all-wheel drive on the Altima, too. All-wheel drive Altima, um, all trim levels. So you can go with the base model, all-wheel drive, all the way up to the loaded platinum. You guys for reals on this forever warranty? I mean, come on. It, it's for real. It's every new car, forever warranty, comes with the vehicle. For as long as you own it, you can put on as many miles as you own it, and uh, it's covered. It's covered. Hey, Ty, what's the most miles you've seen come in? 
So I've seen a couple cars with 400,000 plus. Oh miles. my gosh. That's incredible. So you come in, let's say you've got 180,000 miles on it and your transmission goes. If I bring that into you, you're really going to look me in the eye and say, yeah, we're going to replace that for free. Absolutely. As long as it was purchased here and maintenance done at yep. Tim Daly Nissan store. Wow. That's that simple. That, that's pretty simple. That's pretty easy to do. Uh, come down, tie in his crew ready to help you out. There's a lot of people out there I know that maybe they're two or three years into a car. They don't like it. Uh, they think they're way upside down. They're like, there's nothing these guys can do to help me out. It's not the case. That's not. We have a lot of programs. If you don't do 0%, there's huge cash incentives. Uh, we can apply towards your trade-in. There's trade uh, conquest money, which Nissan will pay to get your trade-in. So they're throwing lots of lots of dollars at trades right now to get these vehicles, get people out of them, wow. any situation. Well, let's go. Ty down here and his crew ready to help you out. It's Tim Daly Nissan in Murray, 4500 South State Street, here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone.